We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumsky coming to you from the studio in the International Center of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And with me, again, in the actual studio, I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. Glad to be here with you, John. It's been a while. We've been recording uh, at a distance from our homes and from our offices, but it's good to be back here in person, in studio at KFUO Radio. Yeah, I was thinking, Matt, it's probably been close to two years since you and I have actually even seen each other. Isn't that crazy? We've talked to each other uh, regularly, but uh, to be back, and it's it's fun to be here. Uh, And and here's what's really fun. We now can have our uh, uh, sound effects again. Here we go. Now there's no time for foolishness, <laughs> and yet there is, Matt. There is because this is what are we? What are the people listening to? This is wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics, basics. And, and that's the other thing we can do. We can actually coordinate our. Do it one more time. Here we go. This is wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. My my daughter says, "How come you guys can't say that together?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> well, sweetheart, it's because Matt is like you know, he's he, at some point he's maybe 500 miles away from me when I'm up in Minnesota, and it's funny. There's just a microsecond of difference because of the satellites and the internet and all that, but it really does screw up that part of it. It sure does. <laughs> so, uh, but we are glad to be back here, and, and we actually wanted to do this live in-studio thing so we could share with you our great Christmas tradition, which is, of course, the, the Jalapeno Chorus, only to find out apparently now, because this is this is not just live broadcast. Uh, but it's also going to be uh, downloaded and podcasted so people can listen to this for eternity. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> you uh, can't the just copyright laws copyright and different things. things. But, hey, you know, glad they we have podcasts. Glad people yeah. are actually listening to Rush with the Basics on podcast. So that's the good news. The bad news is no jalapeno course. Yeah. So think about it. Now, that's something. So, so when you and I began this, we essentially did this and that was it. If you didn't get to hear us on Saturday mornings, you you missed out on everything. Out of luck. But but not now. You can actually listen to us any place, anytime, anywhere. It's 24 uh, hours a day, seven days a week. That's exactly <laughs> that's right. right. So after you listen to today's episode, Google, go on YouTube, and look for Jalapeno Chorus. Chorus, yeah. And then it'll be just like you're listening to it on Wrestling with the Basics. Because I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, so that's a good point. So if you'll just pot that up, and then as soon as we get to the end of the show, just play that, and it'll be like old times. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, so, Matt, what we want to do, this is our this is our special Christmas episode. It's kind of a tradition here with Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, uh, and so generally we talk about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing at our church. It might as well do it on Wrestling with the Basics, right? Well. Uh, except we're not going to... <laughs> I I want to share. Well, first of all, the big thing in the Christmas story. Remember Luke chapter two. The angel says about great joy. That that's the operating thing, uh, and and of course joy is a big thing at Christmas, right? Joyful Christmas, most definitely. Uh, uh, joy, joy to, to the world. Joy to the world. Um, and what we're going to do with, for you today on wrestling the basics is tell you how you can be even more joyful at this Christmas time from jolly. 
John, John Lukomsky. Well, I, I think the, it's only appropriate. That's right. I am the jolly, joyful guy. And John, can I, can I real yeah, quick just... please. Uh, before, oh, because yeah, yeah, to, we've got a reason for people to be joyful yes. this very evening. So, if you are listening to us live. Yeah. If you're listening to us live, KFU Radio AM 815, the St. Louis area, please uh, stop by our church tonight, Ascension Lutheran Church uh, in South St. Louis. We're right across from Francis Park. Uh, we're close to Ted Drew's frozen custard, which we talk about all the time here on Wrestling the Basics. But no custard, I'm sorry. If you're going over there for custard, they've just got trees, right? There, well, there, no, there's custard, too. Is there still it, custard? the best there? of both worlds right now. I did not Andrews. know. So I am trees, sorry. I thought once they did the trees, they weren't doing custard anymore. Oh, there's custard. Oh, man. Yeah, we our our time recently, is set now. <laughs> All right. We're going to be there tonight, and we're going to watch. Yes. Well, I'm live sorry. nativity. Live nativity yep. is what you're going for uh, at Ascension from 5 to 9 p.m. So live animals, live costume characters. You'll see the big searchlight in the air. Uh, live music, instrumentalists, vocalists. It's a good time. And it's also that reminder of, of what Christmas is all about, right? That it's about the birth of our Savior. And Ted Jesus Drew's Christ. ice cream. And Ted Drew's. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it, it is neat because our neighborhood, St. Louis Hills, where we're located, they have lights on all the streets. They renamed the streets, Candy Cane Lane and Snowflake Street and all these things. So people come just to see the Christmas lights. But it, it's nice that for that one night, they also see what Christmas is about. And, right? and Matt, may I ask, are, are you dressing up this year? I know sometimes you've dressed up, sometimes you've kind of been the narrator. What, what are we doing we'll, this We'll year? see. We'll see, oh, we John. You're to come to find oh. out. Um, if, if there is a gap to be filled, I'm happy to do it. What ends up happening, though, is you know I see all these people I know, and yeah. and i got to stay in character. You can't just no. ditch the nativity scene and start <laughs> talking to people, right? That's right. So it's been tough. So what I've done the past few years is, is wander around and, and hand out candy canes. So, oh, uh, cool. so we might be doing that again this year well we're excited we, we, we're, we're planning on coming over great. and i didn't know we'd be able to get ice cream too so that'll make it even yeah. better that's that's really great yeah so. reason to come and then cookies and hot chocolate will be served at our nativity too and times give us the times again uh, man. five to nine p.m okay and can you give us a specific address what actually is the address yeah, of your 5347 church? donovan avenue okay so please if you're in the st louis area come and join us tonight that'll be a lot of fun uh, but if you're listening to this as a podcast, sorry, out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> no live to TV, no helping, of course. Sorry, no. folks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Actually, this fits in perfect with, with, with what I want to talk about. Though. <laughs> well, about I'm being, glad you're there, Chad. <laughs> being, well, no, the, the segment, it'll work here. The, 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 the being joyful at Christmas time. Uh, because it's become harder and harder for me to be joyful at Christmas time because, as, as our listeners probably know, uh, and I don't know if it was COVID or I, I think it was coming on before COVID, uh, but I've become a curmudgeon. I've become a curmudgeon. <laughs> and, and, you know, curmudgeons are not known for joy. No. No. It's, so it's I don't know. You think I have to change? I won't be Jolly Johnny. I'm going to be curmudgeon. John. It doesn't John. flow quite as well. Um, so, so here's one of the things that, that marks you as a curmudgeon. If you're wondering, mm. if, you're, if you're at home asking, am I a curmudgeon? <laughs> um, so here's one thing. You don't like change. That's part of being a curmudgeon. And so I have a question to ask you. You know, when I grew up and we were doing Advent, we had purple. That was the color we had. We had purple. Okay? It's a great color. <laughs> I think I know where this is going, John. No, no. You, and it's you. It's your generation. It oh. wasn't me. Blue. So could you explain that to me? Why Why can't we have purple anymore and now it has to be blue? 
Is there a reason? So what for you're that? talking about are the pyramids. We're talking about the pyramids, church, right? Yes, the, the blue yeah, pyramids. Yeah. We even have blue candles on our event. Oh, wreath. yeah, blue. Three candles. blue candles, one pink one. Yeah. Uh, so now, yeah, blue is the color for Advent. Blue, apparently, a color for expectation. Yeah, I'm told. And it's what, what I kind of appreciate is it differentiates between Advent and Lent because Lent's, okay. Lent's still purple, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's now, right. So now Advent has a special color, and Lent has its special color too. But but this is really happening, you know, as I became a pastor because yeah. I I had purchased a set of stoles. Yeah. Okay. And I I did not have a blue one initially. Nope. nope. So I still don't have a blue one. I use the church's blue one, <laughs> uh, which is great, and uh, and that's fantastic. Uh, it's a beautiful stole, but. Uh, yeah, relatively new change, at least for Lutherans, yeah. uh, to, to blue for Advent. And and see, now you've, this is why it, it hurts me, because I don't have a blue one either. And it was fine when I was a pastor. I, you know, I, I'm still a pastor, but when I was working regularly in a church, because like you said, I just used their blue pyramid. But now I, I'm, I'm going to be preaching a couple times this December. I don't have a blue pyramid. What am I going to do? I go to the church and they've got blue. I, I got I, purple. I could do purple. Yeah, but no blue stole to no wear. No blue stole yeah. to wear. Yeah, yeah. So well, I'll let you borrow one. John. Well, and see, here's the thing too. So we want Advent to be special. <laughs> see, the thing is, is why why do we have purple? Let's go back to that. Why do we have purple at Lent? What's the whole purpose of purple? What is what is that season all about, Matt? Yeah, so uh, penitential season, repentance, uh, leading up to Holy Week, of course, and so you have purple as a. a Thing royalty as well, yeah. so I think there's a couple different meanings behind that. So, but, but penitence—that's what purple yeah. was all about. Yeah. Was penitence, and see, this is what bothers me as a curmudgeon because now, oh, now Advent isn't a season of penitence; it's a season of expectation, is what you said. And, and I'm thinking, no, no, it was a season of penitence. It should still be a season of penitence. <laughs> that's what Advent is all about. Okay, and I think that has to do with the great joy that comes at Christmas. I really do think when we change the emphasis from penitence to expectation, maybe we've 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 lessened the joy. Well, I think it's it's both. I mean, yeah. it, what the word Advent? What does the word Advent mean? Yeah, well, it, coming right, coming. Yeah, that's so right. I mean, so we're we're waiting for someone is coming. You know, yeah, so yeah. so yeah, there's expectation. We're waiting for this coming. That's what the word Advent means. Yeah, you, but you, I, I, you but, young kids, you know, all your your new ideas. <laughs> Wait. We had we had penitence and we were happy to have penitence. <laughs> I don't have anything against repenting, John. Okay. That is that's a, a good and salutary thing. It should be a part of Advent. You're right. Yeah. Well, let me share with you a story that that I think relates to Christmas, although it won't seem like it. <laughs> okay. Lynn and I were reading. We 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 do Bible study. Uh, together, and we're just reading through the Bible, and so we've been doing Nehemiah lately. You remember Nehemiah? Oh, sure, you? good old Nehemiah. Yeah, yeah he's a good a lay person, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, give us the context. What, what's the background of Nehemiah? And then I'll share with you the striking thing I found in the book of Nehemiah I had not noticed before. So, chronologically, if you look at the Old Testament, this is happening late. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. real late. So, this is after... Oh boy, you know, you have uh, the the kingdom of Israel and Judah, and then Judah, you know, is finally uh, taken over by the Babylonians, and people are put into exile. And now finally, uh, finally, people of exiles are able to return back to Judah, back to Jerusalem, uh, to rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls. And Nehemiah is one of those key individuals that plays a role in that rebuilding. Uh, and Nehemiah seems to be a, a faithful layperson. He's not a he's not a, a priest. He's not a, a prophet, but he's, he's a layman. And God uses him and works through him to, to help to rebuild. 
So what I'd like you to do, Matt, if you could read a portion of, from the book of Nehemiah. Uh, and so as Matt says, they finally, they finally rebuilt the temple. They finally rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. And it was a really, really difficult thing for them to do because the people who who lived there didn't really want them to come back, <laughs> okay? Uh, now, now, of course, uh, the, the Persian king, Cyrus, had, had ordered them to go back and rebuild the temple, but the people who had moved in after the Jews had been taken out of exile, they weren't excited to see the Judeans coming back. No, we don't—they're just troublemakers. You know, we're glad that someone took them out of here, and so they fought them. In fact, uh, uh, Nehemiah says that when they were rebuilding the walls, they, they had a hammer in one hand and a sword in, sword the, in the other. other yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they finally got it done. They finally got it done. Uh, and in celebration of the fact that this project was completed, Jerusalem now, the walls have been rebuilt, they, they read to the people the law. Uh, but, but read, if you would, Matt, verses 8, Nehemiah 8, verses 8 through uh, 9. Okay. Yeah. They read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And if I could interrupt you for a second, I do think that's kind of cool, because this was not some kind of mechanical thing. Where they just read it. Okay, all right, yeah, we got to read the law. No, they, they wanted people to understand what the law meant. And so they took the time to explain what they were reading, and the people apparently understood it. But here's what, keep, keep on reading. Here's what's striking when the people heard the law. Sure, verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Okay, so let me ask you that, Matt. So isn't that interesting? So they're all gathered together there in the main courtyard. The temple's been rebuilt. The walls have been rebuilt. And, and they're hearing now the law of God. And, and, and they're sad. That they're, they're weeping. Why? Have any Because it doesn't really say why. So we're just speculating. Do you have any idea why you think they might be weeping, Matt? Uh, well, again, you know, the law, the reading the the law, and the, 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 they're reminded of God's word, and part of it probably is convicting, I would imagine, yeah. because they this has been a few generations they've been deported, kicked out, and, and they probably know why, and this reveals to them why too. It's because of their unfaithfulness and the unfaithfulness of the generations before them. So, I mean, so, that's that's certainly a reason to weep. So, so you know, great minds think alike. Uh, of course, you're you and I think alike too. So yeah. <laughs> it probably works on various <laughs> levels. Doesn't necessarily have to be great minds. <laughs> Could be somewhere in between. But but because that was my thought too. Because they've had just nothing but one trial after the other. If they went back to Jerusalem thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be so great. We're back home again." No, no, it was just one trial after the other when they got back. Yeah. Just opposition on the right and the left. And 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 I think you're absolutely right. I think they're hearing the law say. Oh, now we understand, first of all, why we were exiles in the first place. Now we understand why it's been so hard for us to rebuild the temple, to rebuild Jerusalem. Because it, it was us, it was our ancestors and the ancestors before them. We just—well, we, we didn't even listen to this law. We weren't even hearing it, a little less obeying it, you know. So I think that was the weeping. And see, that's why I go back to Advent being a season of repentance. Because I really think if there's going to be joy at Christmas— we do need to take some time and contemplate the fact that we're sinners, okay? Uh, we had this tragedy several weeks ago at a Christmas parade, Matt. Yeah. How in the world can that be? At a Christmas parade, some crazy guy goes driving through, and now instead of having a great holiday celebration, we're having any number of funerals. And, and you as a pastor know this happens to you all the time. We have one of our beloved members right now 
who who was like foster grand uh, mother to our children while while we were there, and she's on her deathbed, probably won't make it to Christmas, you know, uh, and and so we're confronted with this, just like the people here in Nehemiah were confronted with the fact we are sinners. There shouldn't be any real joy at all at Christmas time because. No, what we deserve is God's punishment and God's wrath. And it's interesting, Matt, that's actually how the Christmas story begins. We forget that. You you remember what the response of the shepherds were when the angel first shows up on Christmas night? You remember that from Luke 2? Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Mega fear. The great fear. Says. Yeah, yeah, great fear. Uh, and isn't that cool? Because that's the Greek word mega. We've taken that into English, right? You got the mega sales mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. mega blocks and whatever. So yeah, that's how the whole thing starts. Is is, is fear? Uh, all right, now let me change shift gears for a second. Can I shift gears. Okay. So for those of you who are, are wondering if you're a convergent or not, number one is of <laughs> course we don't like changes. Darn, it was perfect when it was purple. It's supposed to be a penitential season. Yeah, you and your blue. <laughs> Um, but here's the second mark of a of a good curmudgeon. If you're going to be a curmudgeon, you need to be a good curmudgeon, and that is uh, 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 the second thing about being a good curmudgeon is you can't please us. You can't make us happy. No matter what, huh? <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so see if you changed back to purple, I still wouldn't be happy. We wouldn't be happy because here's the thing. Here's the thing too. And and my wife actually is the one who first brought this up. Why do we need four weeks of repentance? <laughs> why, why, really? Before Christmas, you need four weeks, and then, then before Easter, which, by the way, is also a time of expectation, right? We're expecting sure, Easter. Sure. So, so, but why do we need six weeks then, right? Do we really need that much time to repent? Forty days. Yeah, yeah. And then we got four weeks before Christmas. Uh, um, so, so read the rest of the Nehemiah story because here's what totally caught me off guard. I understood the fact that these people were sad. They realized that all their troubles and trials had come because they're sinful people. They're living in a sinful world. But but listen to the response now of the priests and the leaders there in verse uh, 10. Okay. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing already. For this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the, is, the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. So, so isn't that crazy? So they're sad because they've heard the law. And, and what is the first thing that the, their, their religious leaders, their earthly leaders, what do they all tell them? They should do what? Go your way. Yeah, and be be happy. Be happy. Rejoice. Yeah, be joyful. Drink some sweet wine. Have a good time. Okay, uh, um, and, and it occurred to me that's the same thing that happens at Christmas, right? So, so the, I I think the shepherds are having the same experience the people are having here in Nehemiah. That they have seen the glory of the Lord, and believe you me, when you see the glory of the Lord, when you see His holiness, His perfection. You realize, man, I did not realize what a damn sinner I, I really am a damn— Oh, what, what does Paul say in Romans 7? Have you got that passage, yeah, Annie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I, when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. 
For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. What a wretched man am I! Who will deliver me from this body of death? All right, so I, 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 yes, we do need to have a penitential season before Christmas. We do need to have a penitential season before the great celebration of Easter. We do need to realize, as Paul says, that we are wretched men. I, I really do want to love people, but man, some people are really hard to love. And the truth of the matter is, in my flesh, I'm not sure that I really do want to love them. <laughs> we yeah. won't name names, though, No, John. we won't name names. <laughs> you know who you are, though. Uh, uh, um, now, now, see, here's the thing, too. Uh, so Lynn and I were talking about that. Do we really need four weeks? Do we need six weeks, though, to be sad and to be repentant? And every week, oh, we're going to be repentant again. Uh, and the irony is, actually, we probably need more repentance. Hmm. Do you remember what Martin Luther said, how often we should repent? Daily, yeah, yeah, uh, but but see, the life of repentance. So, so the thing is, so once you've done that, once you've come to grasp what Paul says, wretched man that I am, who is delivered from this body of death? And by the way, there will be people this Christmas who will grasp that because, like I said, they're they're going to wrestle with tremendous sadness. And the thing that always bothered me about Christmas, Matt, is the world tells you that you're supposed to be happy, and there's a lot of people who just aren't going to be happy. A lot of people listening to this. Uh, live or as a podcast that they're not really happy. But but see, here's the thing. Once you understand that we are sinful people in a sinful world, the, the word of the Scripture immediately is that you should rejoice. Okay? Why? Well, read how Paul finishes. So Paul has just said, man, I'm this wretched man who will deliver me from this body of the death. Just read the next part of that sure. next verse. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah. So So here's the wonderful thing. God, who understands what a terrible world this is, sinful world it is, what did he decide to do on Christmas, Matt? Well, send his son. Yeah. yeah. We celebrate his birth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I'm God, I'm saying, I ain't having yeah. any part of that. <laughs> no way. Send my son down there? Do you know what they're going to do to him when I send him? But but see, that that, 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 that what is it? This the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what it said in Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I hope you understand it is the joy of the Lord to come and be here with us at Christmas time in our sadness, in our struggles. He wasn't real. I am. I am honestly in my flesh. I'm reluctant to be part of the struggles and the suffering that people have. But but again, in the faith that God has given me, and you will do this as a pastor, Matt, you, you, you actually do want to be there, don't you? You do want to be there as they weep and in their sadness and their joy. Uh, 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 well the joy that comes from knowing that God is not abandoned, that God is with us. And and the great thing is he came because he's going to take care of this. That This problem we have now, it's not always going to be this way, all right? It may be here and now, but it isn't going to be this way forever. No, no, and we can be sure of that. Our strength, our hope, and our faith is going to be because of God and his joy and his love for us. In fact, if I might make one, one final point— we love to sing joy to the world, right? Yep. Will you sing that? You'll sing that. Oh won't yeah, you? yeah, definitely. But but and I think you realize this, but I didn't realize it until a few years ago. That's actually not a Christmas song. If you listen to the lyrics, it doesn't say anything about the babe in the manger or Bethlehem or anything like that, because it's actually a song. You know what it's really about? Oh, Christ's return is king. Yeah, yeah. What he's going to do when he comes at the, the savior end? Savior reigns. The savior reigns. The end of the world. Uh, so for everyone who, here's your reason to be joyful this Christmas. Oh, i got to start the closing, don't I? Uh, here we go. Yeah, how to thank you. 
Uh, yeah, so just just remember that. If, if there are some struggles, some sadness, here's what God said. Drink a little, drink a little sweet wine. Have a good time. Share with the people around you. Share your love, the, the love of God is with them. Because uh, there is a really reason to be joyful, and that is because, as, as the angel said to the shepherds, you have a Savior who has come to save not just you, but to save the whole world. Uh, God bless you. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.